This episode of the Elder Millennials podcast is brought to you by Anchor.fm. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Not only that, but you can do it like we do and record in a different manner and upload it. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more different avenues. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. You're listening to The 685, an Elder Millennials podcast. This is a show that talks about professional wrestling from North America and all over the world. Your hosts are Josh and Matt. Sit back and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to The 685. This is an Elder Millennials podcast. Uh, my name is Josh. I am your host. I am joined by my co-host Matt. How's it going, sir? Ah, it's going. It's it's. We're nearing the the final the was the final stretch of 2020. Right. And, and by the time you guys you know what hear that this, means. Yes, and you know, and you do definitely know what that means. That we'll finally be going into 2021, and then hindsight will indeed be 2020. Wow! Wow! Did you write that one yourself? I did. I did. Wow! That's I, terrible. I, I, I sent that to a friend of mine. She responded back with the longest boo I've ever seen. Boo. Please send yeah. your hate mail to at jrichardson5 at yes. uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, at the 685pod. Uh, I'll respond there. Mm. Send me all your send, send me all your bad uh, all Boo your bad this fun. man. Boo, boo this, this man. man. Exactly. Wait, so, are they uh, booing me? <laughs> no, they're saying boo burns. Uh, Simpsons got a reference for everything. Yeah. All right. So by the time you guys hear this, it will be uh, Saturday, January the second, twenty twenty one. Assuming we get that far. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Russell the, time, Kingdom, the timer's still counting down, so we'll see. Right. Russell Kingdom fifteen is on January fourth and fifth. So that's Monday night, Tuesday night. I'm gonna be watching them on tape delay. Um, but that's yeah. fine. I'm still gonna watch the crap out of it because I love me some New Japan. Um. I've not watched nearly as much New Japan this year as I'd liked, uh, because this year has sucked. So I'm I'm gonna force myself to sit down and watch some New Japan. Uh, it's not really forcing myself once I get into it; it's the act of just getting it started and going from there. You know it. It is. How should I put this? It's 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 live action anime. That's that's how I tell people when you watch. When you watch wrestling, I always call it like redneck anime. But when you go to Japan and it, they do, it is, it is anime as fuck. It's so good. It's so great. Um, with Wrestle Kingdom coming up, there's a lot of a lot of different matches to talk about. Again, it's a two-night affair. Like they, so last, last year was the first time they did a two-nighter. And they're, they're keeping the tradition up. I'm curious, though, because a lot of things have happened the past couple of days that have made things a little bit weird when it comes to New Japan in particular. One is the the lockdown in Japan. People were wondering if any wrestlers from the outside world, any of the gaijin, did they make it in on time? I hear everyone should be accounted for. And two, what is that going to say for the attendance? It's not going to be an empty arena, 
But they also are saying that they're cutting down on attendance. So there is a possibility it might be empty-ish rather than what they were going for originally. Yeah, um, because it's at the Tokyo Dome where they do this show every single year. Uh, as of the last time they mentioned it, they were going to cap at 20000 uh, for both nights. So whatever tickets weren't sold up until the point of that they they locked down and they said no traffic, um, whatever wasn't sold, they said, nope, we're not selling anymore. We're done. We can't do anymore. Yeah. Government Government's telling us no. So they, um, they were, uh, hopefully we'll, we'll see a a pretty decent crowd, but Japanese crowds are, are a lot different than American crowds. So in in general, it's, it's weird to watch. If you've never watched new Japan, I definitely recommend it. We have a, uh, new Japan primer that, uh, has a whole crap ton of matches to go watch. So go check it out. And there's also something on, I think it's fight TV. They have a couple of best in New Japan things to watch too. Uh, I would recommend that if you're not into subscribing to New Japan World, which you can barely read in English because it translates very poorly. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if you're if you're gonna do uh, if you're gonna watch New Japan, buy the uh, if you're gonna subscribe to New Japan World, do it as early in the month as humanly possible because if you don't, you still get billed on the first of every month. And remember, they're on Japan Standard Time, so they're like 16 hours ahead of us here on the West Coast in the U.S. Mm. So just remember that. So if it's January 30th, make sure if you're going to unsubscribe, you unsubscribe. Otherwise, you're watching New Japan in February. Which so, I don't see a problem with that. No, nor nor do I. Nor do I. So uh, that reminds me, tomorrow, uh, in about six hours from now, I'm going to re-up my subscription because I really want to watch me some New Japan. Yeah, so. same, same. That, that That's kind of the, the New Year's resolution. Some people have resolutions are like, oh, I'm going to go lose weight. I'm going to go learn a skill. Like, I'm going to watch more wrestling. <laughs> and that, that, that's just what's going to hey, be. Hey, why, why can't we do all those things? You can only pick one. That's the rules. I don't make the rules. That's just how it is. Yeah, fair enough. So um, let, let's, let's kind of break down everything that's gone to this point. Uh, and if you're a New Japan fan and I botched something, please call me out on it. Uh, hit the at at six eight five pod on Twitter. Tell me, hey, you got this wrong. Don't be a jerk about it. Just tell me, hey, you got this wrong, and I will definitely come back on the air and correct myself. I, I, I'm I'm okay with admitting that I am wrong sometimes. It's Whoa, very, it's everyone very, mark mark this day. It's very it's a very very infinitesimal amount of time that I'm wrong, but still. So uh, the G. Of course, everything's been screwed up this this year with uh, with COVID. So the G1 usually goes on during the summer. The G1 didn't finish until October the 18th of this year, so only like two months ago. Yeah. Uh, Kota Ibushi ends up winning the G1, which I really want to go back and watch all of it because I didn't get a chance to watch it because our life sucked for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so he gets to challenge for the... Uh, IWGP double championship. That's of course the IWGP heavyweight and intercontinental titles uh, at Wrestle Kingdom. Um, unfortunately, he loses this right to challenge, which is a briefcase, which is really weird. Uh, yeah, it's like almost like their own personal money in the bank briefcase, but it's just literally for the US title. Well, no, this one's for the double title. 
This one's for the double title. There, there's two. There's two. Oh right, there's another get, brief. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. yeah. Get, there's everyone getting, getting ahead of yourself. Cases. Yeah, you're getting ahead of yourself. We'll we'll get to the U.S. title one with with, uh, with Kenta. Um, so uh, Kota Ibushi ends up losing his right to challenge contract at Power Struggle back on November seventh. That's to Jay White, of course. The Switchblade. I'm a big fan. Uh, he previously won the IWGP title, but didn't hold it for more than a second, it seemed like, because he'd held it about a month and that was the end of it, which is ridiculous. Uh, I felt like they pulled the trigger on him just a touch too soon. But now I think he's at a spot where if he wins the title, he's going to hold it for a while because he's one of the few gaijin that's in Japan and is staying put in Japan for the time being. Yeah. Um, you know, there, there, there's... There's a few others which we'll we'll get to um, in a minute when we start talking matches. But uh, Jay White holds hold, held the title or the uh, contract, um, and then uh, Tetsuya Naito, the double champion, says he will defend the titles against both Ibushi and White on the two nights. So Ibushi on night one and uh, White on night two. So cool cool that kind of set, sets those two matches up i wish the double champion would not have been a year-long thing but again covid screwed everything up yeah uh, i mean, I, I, I feel i feel like that the, we say covid screw everything up but i'm like even without covid i feel like you still keep the championship separate i mean i i guess i get why at the same respect i don't because it's not like you're going they're not traveling far they're not doing lesser like a, a lesser roster, so to speak. Right. They have people that could be able to do it, but I guess it's just the time allotted for it. It makes right. it interesting to see, like having to do the double, the double title uh, bouts. I'm wondering if they're going to finally merge those two belts into a sort it's of it's singular uni- unified belt, some sort of like undisputed championship, so to speak. And then they'll, they'll, they'll keep the IWG. They'll just draw. If they're going to do that route, because the IWGP heavyweight title holds such weight because guys like Cole Kogan have held it before and Brock Lesnar and Kurt Angle, who's not officially recognized, but not the point. Um, but you, you have all these big names here in the States that have held it, including AJ Styles. Yeah. Um, they're not going to change the name of that belt. It'll always be the IWGP heavyweight title. If they're going to do something of that nature, they'll drop the intercontinental title, but I still don't think they're going to. No, I mean, yeah, there's so much history of both those belts. You can't get rid right. of it. Yeah, I don't and, know if they're, but I feel like they might do a, like a re not a rebranding, but maybe a new belt that is just like a new physical belt. I don't know. Like just kind of like an updated I, version I of it. Possibly. I don't think, I don't think so. I think, I don't think the, I don't think the double championship was going to be a thing as long as it was, or as long as it has been, because, like I said, COVID sent everything on its side. I think at some point, the plan was to, um, have someone win the Intercontinental title and then take off and run that, w- run with it, yeah. you know. And maybe by February, maybe by like I don't know what was it? You have New Year's Dash and then. What's the right. next one after? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Soccer Genesis. Soccer up. Genesis. I think maybe by Soccer Genesis they can. Which is maybe a great, which is a great name up. for a show, by the way. It is because, because of course, Sakura are uh, the the cherry blossom trees, and Genesis being the beginning. Uh, it's a great way to signify the beginning of spring. So, yeah. there, there's so maybe your... come spring, maybe come spring. Yeah, there's a little weeb knowledge for you. Um, 
But come spring, maybe they could split the titles up, get like a double match where, where he defends one, loses right. the other, something like that. I don't know. But I, I, I'm personally just not a fan of double belts in general. Right. Uh, Becky two belts was okay enough. Uh, back in the still, women's division, but that's I still about didn't it. Like that one, I I know why I, they, I, I know why yeah. they did it to say they did it, but I didn't like it because you booked yourself into a corner for a while, right. and that's what they did with this. Yeah, but again, COVID screwed everything up. Yeah. So that's that's the only reason like I give it give it a, like a a stronger pass, so right. to speak. Right, but, and, and and you you also have to remember this year Tetsuya Tetsu and Ito won the belt uh, back at Wrestle Kingdom fourteen. Won, won the Intercontinental title, and then the next night won the IWGP Heavyweight title. Fantastic matches. Go back and watch them. I totally yeah. recommend it. Um, but then, I think it was like summer or something like that. I, I'm gonna have to look. So, 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 so summer or whatever it was, uh, you end up having, you end up having, uh, back in back in July, uh, Dominion at Osaka Joe Hall. Uh, freaking evil, for, formerly uh, of Chaos Evil, uh, defeats Tetsuya Naito for both belts. Okay, so uh, he e- evil, evil for a yeah. short time. Yeah, 48, he was the 48. unified champion. Correct. Correct. Uh, and and a lot of people were. Well, I mean, we were shocked. One, like that was something that kind of came out, not out of left field, but more like they're like, "Wow, he's really <laughs> giving evil the time." Okay, this is yeah, big, well, big well, for it, for it, evil. He's he's a good dude. He's a good dude. I I, I like evil's character. I like mm-hmm. the way he wrestles. He is definitely heavyweight champion material. Everything is uh, evil. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Net Bullet Club's now evil too. Yeah. Uh, he's he's currently pushing it up against. Um, up against Jay White with for control of the Bullet Club, which is cool, but uh, he holds the belt 48 days, and and Tetsuya Naito wins it back at Summer Struggle. Uh, but Tetsuya Naito in 189 days with his first uh, his first reign this year, his second overall IWGP Heavyweight Title reign for the record. Yeah, 100, 189 days and only defended it once. Right. The person he defeated was Kazuchika Okada. Kazuchika Okada had the belt for. 274 days and defended it five times so you know that that 189 day stretch new japan was off they yeah they, they were they, off they season. completely shut down they didn't have a choice right so that was early march till about the mid part of june so that's they, had they like finally start doing their version of the uh performance center shows where they had an empty arena which was it was interesting to see the empty arena matches that they were doing in New Japan because a lot of the talent, especially, um, and this is going to be my segue for you to so get ready. So Toru Yano um, really was able to stretch his comedic muscle with an empty arena and a lot of like fuckery that he was able to do because there was no one in the audience to really like mess with. So he can like send matches out into the distance, tie people up and run back and things like that. So um, it's, it's very, it was very interesting to see the Japanese style having such a more, they're, they're definitely quality over quantity and with a very minimalistic uh, appearance that they had to put on, they really made the most of it, which was pretty cool to see. Right. Yeah. And, and speaking of Toriano, Toriano is currently your King of Pro Wrestling 2020 champion. 
I'm I'm all hail the king. Yeah, you know, I I gotta I gotta go back and watch some of this stuff. And uh, there's guys like that. They're just they're they're a bit underrated, and he's definitely one of them. And this this uh, particular uh, championship, the King of Pro Wrestling, will be will be defended at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's, it's cool stuff, man. So let, let's, yeah. let's actually go, let's go into the card. Speaking of the, the uh, King of Pro Wrestling, uh, to start night one is going to be the New Japan Rambo. It is a 22-man uh, uh, battle royale to determine who will challenge for the Provisional King of Pro Wrestling 2021 trophy on night two. So it's going to be four, uh, the top four guys will challenge. And if you at home were wondering why the hell is it called a Rambo, because I was trying to figure out what that means. It is a Japanese word for run riot, which, again, doesn't necessarily make it clearer, but it is a riot in the ring. And I'm sure they have to run to the ring. So, Yeah, it's Ranbo, not Rambo, not 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 the Sylvester Stallone character, Ranbo. And if you're looking up on Wikipedia, the dude who wrote it wrote it as Rambo, the uh, <laughs> the Sylvester Stallone character. And if you try to change it, the uh, the marks, the Wikipedia marks will change it back and say, well, you don't have authority to change that. Yeah. Yeah, the the, the word Rambo, uh, run riot. There you go. Yeah. So there you go. Um, that's going to be, that's going to be one of the matches that kicks off uh, night one. Then we're going to have uh, a singles match to determine who will, Challenge for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship. This is one of my favorite uh, titles to watch because the the junior heavyweights they're nuts. Um, Hiromu Takahashi's gonna uh, face off with El Fantasmo. Two great guys in the ring. I like Takahashi. He's he's got that kind of I don't know how you'd put it. How would you how would you yes. phrase it with Takahashi? He's kind, <laughs> Takahashi kind of Takahashi has the X factor. That's what it is. He has it. When you think about it and people like this, he have it. Takahashi has it. Oh, yeah. He's very charismatic. He's very unorthodox. And those are two things that you need in the junior heavyweight division. When you're a junior, you need to be explosive, and that's why they call him the time bomb. He is explosive to a T. His his offense is uh, uh, to paraphrase uh, one Joey Styles, he's homicidal, suicidal, genocidal. This guy goes like Sabu, except he doesn't botch everything. And it <laughs> well, is uh, a beautiful to, to thing be fair, to watch. To be fair, Takahashi did break his neck in 2018. Touche. Touche. So, so he, he was able to come back. I, uh, you know, watched him win the uh, junior heavyweight championship last year. And if last year's, uh, Russell Kingdom was any indication. I think Takahashi ends up went, uh, walking out night two, which will let's talk about that particular match on so, night yeah, two. So, so going through, yeah. So first, the first night one is him and El El Fantasma. Who and, El and, Fantasma is also recently unmasked. El Fantasma, and um, it's always the good looking guys are in the mask. I don't get it, but it happens. Uh, but jumping over to night two. two whomever of those two wins takes off takes on Taiji Ishimori for the IWGP heavy uh, junior heavyweight championship the bone soldier himself damn that dude's good yeah 
Oh yeah, and he's under, very underrated, very oh. underrated uh, performer. Uh, Ishimori is one of those guys. He can go from being very technical and very methodical to then on a dime, very explosive and over the top. And his his dynamic in ring work is something that that if you weren't if it's like a first time watching, he's definitely a person to watch, and you would go, "Holy crap, this guy's a total package." However, like you already alluded to, I, I strongly also agree that that we're going to see coming out of night one, Takahashi making it past Phantasmo to make it to the finals, so to speak. And I do think he's going to go over Ishimori because it's just kind of the story. Like you said, he came back from the broken neck. He's been mm-hmm. on a roll. Uh, this is going to be a big... Not coming out party, but sort of more like I'm planting my flag party. Like this is yeah, this again, big, yeah, after, again, after a weird, after a weird 2020. Yeah, so this is really going to be a strong, like a feel good story of of Takashi coming from a very serious situation where his his career, potentially life, was on the line to come back and hit 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 it big with a championship match. Two nights, two nights taking on Phantasma, who's going to be a phenomenal match with Phantasma. Phantasma is a great talent in his own right. right. Uh, and then going against Ishimori, which is going to be a, a slobber knocker. Could this be the match of the night? I don't know. There's so many potential matches of the night here on both cards. I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to try to predict that. Yeah, impossible. Just impossible. Because there's so much good, yeah, good after, shit right here. Yeah, after... Could you say it's such good shit? Oh, it's such good shit. Okay. Uh, I am definitely going to put that in a meme. Uh, in meme form and put it up on, on, on Instagram and uh, yes. to our Twitter page because we can. So uh, it, it'd also be good for Takahashi because Ishimori is the one that de- that uh, defeated him for the title back, yeah. in, back in August. So It comes full circle. It, exactly. It's one of those things kind of writes itself. Um, the IWGP Tag Team Championship is on the line. The Dangerous Techers, which is Taiichi and Zack Sabre Jr., ZSJ, I like him, he's a good dude, mm-hmm. uh, against uh, the Gorillas of Destiny, that is Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa. Tama Tonga, who shaved his beard off for some dumb reason. Yeah, he looks like crap, he, bro. He lost, he lost like 20 years. He looks like a fucking baby now, the the good bad guy himself. Um Jesus, yeah, I didn't recognize. There was a picture. I was like, "Oh, who's that with, with the, the gorillas of destiny? Who's is that? Their little brother or something?" I was like, "Oh shit, it's Tomatonga. Hey, buddy." Yeah, yeah, so, it, it caught me off guard. I'm like, "Oh my god, why, why, why did you do this, man?" The glorious beard has to go. It, uh, you know, some days you look in the mirror and you're like, "You know what? I don't want this anymore." I'm not part of the life, I guess, but it's okay. It's okay. We'll, <clears throat> we'll have to persevere. The beard will have to come back eventually. There's no way he's, he's going without the beard for long. It, it seems to be, uh, what's the word? Like a cyclical thing with him. I've noticed like he'll have it for a while. Like he'll grow out big and then he'll cut it all off and then it'll just come back out again. So by this time next year, he'll have like a full beard. Um, he better. He, remember beard season never ends. Never ends. Never Great ends. Never ends. That that's gonna be that's gonna be a good match. I uh, I like watching uh, IWGP Tag Championship matches. Uh, they're they're always so much fun, especially especially because the the style of tagging in Japan's a little bit different than the U.S. Yeah, it's a lot more uh, freeform. 
Yeah, so it it'll it'll be it'll be a good match to watch. I will say this: someone has a little stat here. The tag titles at Wrestle Kingdom have changed six years in a row and counting. So, yeah, is this I've, another I've another flip few. switch? Who knows? Is is uh, are the Gorillas Destiny going to be back up on top? Totally possible. Could we make this seven years in a row now that we have? Is this the new streak? Who can defend the, the tag titles at Wrestle Kingdom? So far, nobody in a long while. Right. Uh, let's uh, let's move on to the next match. This is this is the other briefcase you're thinking about. This is the right to challenge the United States champion. Of course, that is John Moxley, who it can't be in Japan because travel restrictions. Uh, so it is uh, Kenta who currently holds this certificate uh, versus Satoshi Kojima. Uh, Kenta's been on a roll since he came back into New Japan. I feel like they were gonna catapult him to the IWGP heavyweight title real quick and then it didn't happen and then of course covid screwed everything up which is is an ongoing theme of the show today. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. storylines um, kind of get pushed aside kenta kenta made a huge statement when he came out bullet club for life type of guy he he put a bullet in the back of the head of uh one tetsuya naito and uh rain on his parade um but now he he has a fight. What's funny is a lot of people are going Kojima, Kojima, the leader of Bread Club. Um, if you follow him on Twitter, he he fucking loves bread. He is the leader of Bread Club. He loves bread. He eats bread. He tells us to eat bread with him. I've had a roll or two with the guy on Twitter. But uh, they're 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 already calling him out that Kenta is already going to easily breeze by this dude. And he might, I don't know. But I I think it's going to be a fun match, and it's going to be one of those underdog stories where Kojima's going to have to fight from behind. And it's going to be a good match, regardless. Right. Uh, but when when you see the, the rights for the U.S. championship, what more cursed belt do you have? Not only has this been a cursed belt because of COVID, but a cursed belt because of John Moxley. John Moxley, United States Championships, just seem to not work well for him. Every time he gets near the U.S. title, something bad happens to the belt. He gets held in limbo. Uh, back in WWE, it's Dean Ambrose. He held on to the championship longer than anyone else in the modern era. He defended it like four times because he was tied up in larger storylines with the shield then he gets it in new japan and then he had to drop it because of the uh hurricane that was happening at the time and he couldn't travel over there there's a hurricane can't get there they have to drop it he gets it back and they're like oh by the way covid can't do it again this guy cannot cut a break when it comes to u.s titles but this time they have not stripped it from him just because they're saying look we get it. We want the audience. We want a match. We want Kenta versus John Moxley. Right. There's no way we're not getting that at this point, but come hell or high water, it's going to happen. That's why I know Kenta's going to walk away with this belt. There's no way we're going to get Kojima versus John Moxley. No offense to Kojima and the bread club. No, no shade at all. But Kenta has been sitting on this briefcase for what feels like the past five years now, because 2020 sucks. And this is just one of those matches where like, okay, we know why we're doing it. This is like the little consolation prize. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> it's yeah. just kind of funny. It's ridiculous how we got to this point. Right. Right. Uh, it, it's. Yeah. I, I, I want to see Kenta versus John Moxley, but I want to see John Moxley have some success in new Japan, but 
I think after he loses the U.S. title, because it's only a matter of time till he does, he needs to stay the hell away from that belt forever. Yeah. Never win <laughs> another. Can't. Never win another U.S. title. Ever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, it just it just it just doesn't work. It doesn't yeah. jive well with them. No, bad, no, no. In, bad in, intercontinental vibes. title, yes. World titles, yes. Any other title, just not yeah. that one. Right. So uh, let's move on. Uh, singles match: Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Great Okan. Uh, Tanahashi, one of my favorites. Uh, Great Okan, very uh, easy. He's younger, so he's a new. He's, he was just a young lion yeah. up until this year, and he debuted with a. Uh, his new, he was Okan and now he, or Okarn, sorry, Okarn, and then he turned into Great Okan, and he is working with Will Ospreay, his girlfriend B Priestley, in a new faction called the Empire. Yes. Uh, that's that debuted uh, this year, yeah. uh, earlier this year. So, and, and and speaking of Will Ospreay, he's got a match to, uh, on night one as well, which we'll get yeah. to in a minute. So this is going to be a night for the Empire to kind of strike a big blow to think? I Tanahashi is coming up to the end of his career. And this is the point where he's putting talent over. He put over Jay White. I see him putting over Great Ocon. He's a giving guy in the ring. Again, right. so you can't say nothing bad about Tanahashi. He is the ace. I mean... Not the true ace. I mean, but there's there's still Toriyama's the true ace, but you still have oh, the the sub ace of Hiroshi Tanahashi in in New Japan, who is there for lack of a better term, John Cena, so to speak. He is oh yeah, the, he, he's 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 that he's that the guy, eight time eight time IWGP Heavyweight Champion. You can't hey, yo, get any bigger than yeah. Tanahashi. Uh, and, and he's I in better shape see... than both you and I, and he's older than us. So you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, with a glorious, glorious hair. And yes. seeing this match, it makes me feel a little sad that like you're seeing him now on the losing side of matches. But that's also the Japanese way. You go out on your shield. You go. I'm not saying this is his last match, but I'm just no. saying this is, seems to be. This is very huge for Great Okan to say, "Hey, this is your first big name singles match." You were just a young lion less than a year from from this point, and you're gonna go against Tanahashi in Wrestle Kingdom. Like this is this is don't choke. Okay, for, for the it. record, for the record, the last four Wrestle Kingdoms, Tanahashi's won one. Yeah, he doesn't have the best record, but he's he's putting people over. He gives people the rub, and that's what he's that's where his spot is right now. He could still give the rub to young talent, and that's what this is. Um, by hook or by crook, is is Osprey going to have some sort of say in it, ringside, and do some fuckery? I don't know. Who knows? But seeing this match is going to be very – this will be the, the coming out party for, for young, young line, the rookie in Khan, to see where he stands, if he could put on a good match. J- Jay White was in these shoes just a few years back, and people crapped on Jay White. They were like, he is not ready. Uh, will, will people crap on Khan? Or was it just because he was a gaijin people were crapping on him? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see after this match happens because it's going gonna, it's gonna to turn some heads. People are going to wonder if this guy was worth the rub or not. And we'll see if he if he blows it up or he blows up. I don't know. One or the other. Right. And spe- speaking of the Empire, Will Ospreay is going to take on the standard bearer of the modern era. And that's what I'm going to call him forever. Kazuchika Okada. A uh, li- li- little bit of background on this one. Uh, they had a match back in uh, during the G1 back in October. Uh, Osprey defeated Okada during their A-block match, 
and uh, uh, B Priestley and great now great Ocon also interfered in said match. Uh, so after this match, uh, Osprey ends up ta- attacking Okada. Remember before this, before this, Osprey was part of Chaos, which is Okada's faction. So. Uh, he goes off and forms his new stable, and then mm-hmm. uh, Okada gets a win over Great Okan back at Power Struggle, and then Osprey challenges Okada to this match. Okada, of course, accepts. So, as much as I like Okada, I think Okada is going to end up going zero and two in the past two years in matches at Wrestle Kingdom because he he uh, he lost the IWGP Championship last year, and if you're going to make Osprey the big the big Gaijin right now, you got to put him over Okada. It's it's going to be a cool match. As it's going to be Okada, as long a very as cool Osprey, match. As long as Osprey doesn't botch something. Yeah, yeah. With him and Okada, Okada, the consummate professional in the ring. Oh, God, yes. uh, you can't, like you said, the standard bearer of, of greatness in the ring currently is, is Okada. He is the measuring stick. Uh, will Osprey rise to the occasion? This is a huge match for him in a singles singles match because he's had matches with Okada before, but when the stakes, I don't think for him have ever been this high recently when it comes to having such a marquee co-main event. I'll say it's like the sub-main event to this because next the next one we're going to talk about is for the, uh, the, the unified titles. However, the match with Okada here with a new faction that he wants to champion. He wants to be essentially in, in, in J- new Japan pro wrestling is all about factions and the factions of new Japan are very much like families in the Yakuza, but much, you know, less crime and, <laughs> you know, tattoos and in, things like in that. Less, in less death. Way less death. So when you are wanting to start your own family in, in the, in the mob here, you're going to have to make a statement. And Will Ospreay says, I'm now making my own family. This is going to be my family right here. Uh, him, B. Price, B. Priestley, and, and Great O'Conn, we're going to put our stamp here. And both of them need to go over to make sure that the Empire is a faction to be reckoned with and to have some legs going forward. If either one of them fails, especially if Osprey, the leader, fails, not a good look. Not a good look, but it's going to be a hell of a match for both these guys. But with Will Ospreay, I think a lot of people have even more expectations because now not to I'm not going to get into the weeds with the political BS with with Ospreay, but he needs to get past the flack that's going to be coming his way. And he needs to overcome that. And by putting on a good performance and making the, the haters shut up and go, okay, this is this is it. And I'm here to stay, or he's just going to fade out into the wind. Right. Right. Especially, especially if he's not staying in Japan, which I think, I think he's staying there permanently because he's, he's been, uh, you know, he's, um, he's been in New Japan for quite some time. So, I don't expect I don't expect him to leave anytime soon. Yeah, I don't see him going to any other promotion. Yeah, Not like he's going to NXT time. UK or some nonsense or yeah, showing up in WWE or AEW or Ring of Honor or anything like that. I don't think he has a lot of 
of names that want to pick him up right now anyway. So he's pretty lucky to have such a good spot in the New Japan roster that he's going to have to go and cultivate this for the next year. Right, right. Uh, and spe- speaking of uh, cultivating a match, this one has been a little bit of time in the making. Uh, Tetsuya Naito versus Kota Ibushi. Tetsuya Naito defending the IWGP Heavyweight Championship and the IWGP Intercontinental Championship. Uh, Kota Ibushi's been that guy that is always flirted with the, the glass ceiling, but has never been able to break through. I still, I still don't quite think this is his time, which is really weird because he, he had an intercontinental title run. He's, he's won the G1 two years in a row. He's had this match now two years in a row. And he's one of those guys that's just like, what what what's what's that X factor that he's missing? You know what what a what does uh, Tetsuya Naito have that Obushi doesn't have? What does Jay White have that Obushi doesn't have? <laughs> they had well, a side contract. That was the difference for many years. Well, that, that long term contract, long term yeah. contract. Yeah, uh, Kota Obushi always signed short term contracts, so he never got those the, those big title opportunities. He just kind of did what he wanted, which hmm. I appreciate it being able to do kind of what you want. Um, but I still don't feel like this is going to be Kota Ibushi's night. I could be completely wrong, but I still think Naito wins this match and goes on to defend against Jay White on night two. I, I will respectfully think that Kota Ibushi is not only going to beat Naito, but he's going to be, he's going to win out for both nights. And the only reason I say this, and this is, Putting my conspiracy theory hat on. Um, going back to AEW and Impact, uh, Kenny Omega had some very choice words in 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 reflection to his brother in arms, his golden lover partner, Kota Ibushi. That Kota is always the bridesmaid and never the bride, and he is floundering about. And a lot of people were going, "Oh, is this something where like Kota? Oh, Ibushi's going to come to AEW?" No, 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 no. I feel like we're setting up Ibushi versus Omega at Wrestle Kingdom 16, and it's going to start the booking here right now. Ibushi is going to get the belt. He's going to finish the job with the one-winged angel on either Naito or Jay White. I don't know who. But it's going to be a very emotional win for Ibushi because, like you said, he's won the G1. He's had the the IC title. He has put in the work. And the one thing he did not have, which I joked about, but it's true, was that long-term contract keeping New Japan from really putting the long-term belt on him. But he has said, like, this is his spot. He's not leaving. But now the quote unquote as as Tanahashi says, the forbidden door has been kinda cracked open a little bit with the relationship between New Japan's new ownership and with the Bucks and Kenny Omega being able to talk a little bit more freely, there seems to be the big like going back to past episodes of our podcast, we're talking about the wrestling unified universe, whatever, the cinematic universe of wrestling, it seems to be kind of coming together. And I would not be surprised if something like this leads to Kota Ibushi having the championship versus Kenny Omega to finally have the big Thanos versus Captain, 
well, I guess Captain New Japan, but not Captain Fukin New Japan, but you know this guy uh, to have a fight over 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 what I don't I don't know, but it, it, they'll book it better than I could. But I, I feel like this is this is something. This is going to be something big. This is the start. This is the spark of something huge that's about to happen. Very possible. It, it could it could very well go. Tetsuya Naito holds the belt, and then six months from now, Ibushi gets the belt. You know, I don't know. Um, yeah. But I, I'm not going to totally discredit you. You kind of gave me an interesting thought on that. But speaking of, because this is going to transition to something we're going to talk about uh, next. Yes. Um. Bushi Road is a company that owns New Japan. They also own the Stardom promotion. Stardom um, is going to have two matches at night two of Wrestle Kingdom, but we won't be able to watch either one on New Japan World or anything else because of the way their licensing rights and a couple other things match up. Um, unfortunately, it's not a thing which sucks because I'd, I'd actually sit and watch those matches because... Yeah. I don't watch a whole lot of Joshi. It'd be kind of good for me to see it. Um, mo- mostly out of hard to watch it because there's not an easy way to watch it stateside. Yeah, there uh, there is like there is a st- watch Stardom. They have their own kind of watch New Japan World, so to speak. Right. But now that Bushi Road bought them out, I guess they're gonna like unify that all together. Uh, at, so, but, at some point, I would. Yeah, be at some surprised. point. Yeah, so we're getting two matches. It's it's gonna be two dark matches. They're gonna be played on the uh, the Stardom, what you call it, their their Stardom Stardom World app, so to speak. And the two factions that are going head to head are Queen's Quest and Donna Donna Del Mondo. Now Queen's Quest is sort of like a tweener faction. I wouldn't want to say like the closest analog to what an average viewer would. Um, be able to understand what Queen's Quest is sort of like the Shield, in that they have top talent that kind of comes and goes through Queen's Quest, and they're a tweener faction. Depending on who the top person in Queen's Quest is, kind of dictates if they're a face or a heel at the time, and they kind of go back and forth. Uh, right now, Mayu Iwatani, huge baby face, the big baby face of stardom right now, is also the leader of Queen's Quest, which makes them much more of a face faction. However, they do have people in it that kind of, like Tam, no- no- uh, uh, Tam Nakano, a little bit of a tweener herself, but there's a lot of leeway with how they go. When you go over now to Donna Del Mondo, they're a heel faction. They're run by someone named Julia. G U G I U L I A, like it's spelled very Japanesey. Uh, but Julia, she's half Italian, half Japanese, so she's seen as kind of like this gaijin sorta because she's not full-blooded Japanese, and she speaks a lot of Italian, talks a lot of shit, and her bad person faction is now going against Queen's Quest. So these two are kind of show matches just to show who are the top two teams in that promotion. And then just getting all five of each one of their, all five members of each of their teams respectively, some time in the ring just to show a big audience. Cause it's really big to have the women fighting in Wrestle Kingdom at, at uh, the Tokyo Dome. Right. Which they only had one exhibition last year, which was also Mayu Iwatani having a match where it was a singles match. This one is getting a lot more women in front of the eyes of the crowd because, like you said, Bushi Road now owns this property. They're going to want to market it and have Joshi be part of New Japan uh, in the future. I don't know if they'll be actually doing like it, it's not. It's going to be more like NXT and WWE where you have separate promotions but can cross promote rather than it being like merch into one show. 
but this is this is kind of, this is really I'm gonna say kind of big. This is really big to get that many people uh, get eyes on the product, it, and it's it just sucks. Like you said, that their dark matches are not gonna be shown on the broadcast for Wrestle Kingdom. Um, but still, that's the experience that these these women are gonna get in front right. of a big audience, uh, big time, big time for them. Right, and this this whole thing with Stardom is Stardom was purchased back in 2018 by Bushi Road, so this is just kind of the beginning of kind of pushing them together a little bit, which is needed, honestly. Uh, they, um, you know, New Japan ne- needs something else a little a little more, and it's and it's good exposure for Stardom because Stardom is the top women's Japanese promotion, so. Yeah. It, it it's good for both. I, I'm hoping at some point they they will put out a an app that handles both that you can stream both Stardom yeah. and New Japan and for Wrestle Kingdom you watch one show and it's all the matches mm-hmm. um, and go from there. So good. I'm 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 glad that you knew a lot more that w- what was going on with that than me because uh, like I said. Uh, Joshi, not something I'm real well versed in. I know like the top of the card, yeah. But that's just in passing mostly. Um, but the, I'll say it, this: this right here, it's funny. These these two matches, you can go back to <laughs> how I said was this is like Kenny Omega's like wet dream seeing these two matches in New Japan because you know how he's kind of heading up the women's division in AEW and right. he's trying to incorporate Joshi into their matches and especially how they brought in uh, the Japanese talent this here if, if please go watch the, these these women wrestle because you'll see what he's trying to do god god bless him in AEW what he's trying to do and it's seeing what kind of great character work is being done cuz Joshi is much more character work than in-ring action from a technical standpoint they potato the shit out of each other because these women are really trying hard to get over with the audience and right. it's almost as in like kind of the eddie kingston joke no one told him it was it was it was a work <laughs> so to speak when you watch them wrestling like hey by the way should we smarten these women up to the business or just let them go um let him go. Let him go. Just let him go. <laughs> That's what's gonna happen. Uh, I, I'll say this because we already—I've talked about her on previous podcasts, my Utani, But Julia is someone who is a young up-and-comer to the Joshi scene, who is seen as like the top bad person. Uh, it, it's kind of like it's like kind of like the between her and Mayu, it's kind of like the Randy Orton and John Cena dynamic, where one's very, very face, one's very, very heel, but they kind of bring the best out of each other, and are sort of just locked in combat with one another over the year. That's the type of combat you're going to see between these two coming into this Wrestle Kingdom match. And I can't be more happy for it. That's it. That's yeah. That's all I gotta say about it. You know, about Stardom. Right. I fucking I, I fucking love Stardom. It, it's cool. And go watch their stuff on YouTube. They have a great YouTube channel that's free to watch. Right. You don't have to pay for it. They have some good matches and shows on there. Um, but speaking of like weird, off the wall character work, <laughs> let's talk some more about the true ace of New Japan, Toriyano, because okay. we have the king of professional oh, wrestling, twenty twenty one trophy on the line in night two. Right, and, and it's going to be the, the, the four, it'll be a four-way match, uh, which will be determined by the uh, 
New Japan Rando. So I don't know a whole lot about this one, unfortunately. Yeah. So but... this is, I didn't either, and I think this is fucking glorious. So Toriyano, the the ace in New Japan, he has the 2020 trophy, a King oh, right. of Pro Wrestling trophy. It, it's almost as funny. I don't know if it, remember when Shane McMahon was the best in the world because he won the World Cup. Toriyano yes. is the Shane McMahon of New Japan, and he has. I, I don't know. A... I don't know if this is throwing shade or throwing. Or I not. love Shane McMahon, actually. So, but <laughs> so Tori Yonda, so back August 29th at the summer struggle in Jingu, he beat a who's who <laughs> Okada, El Desperado, and Sonata in a four way match to become the provisional champion and then beat Bad Luck Fale in a uh, um, Body slam or no corner pads match, which I don't know what the hell that is, <laughs> to become the official uh, trophy holder for the king of professional wrestling in 2020. So the king himself, King Toruyano, the emperor, is now going to have to. I don't think he gets. It, obviously, when I'm looking at the card, it's all to be determined due to that, uh, due to the Rambo. So he does not get a buy into this match. He's going to have to fight his way through the night one uh, battle royal to get himself a spot to defend his title. But I hope to God he makes it. And he goes and fights another four-way match full of killers to show that he is the true ace of Japan once again. Yes, it'd be great. I, I, I'd pop. I'd pop. Uh, but speaking of matches, I'm going to pop for. Uh, the Never Open Weight Championship is going to be defended. Uh, Shingo uh, Takagi will defend against Jeff Cobb. Uh, I like Jeff Cobb. He's a good dude. Uh, Hoss match. Hoss match alert. Hit the alarm. (laughs) Right. It's going to, it's going to be, it's going to be stiff. (laughs) This is going to be winner of stiff match of the night. Yes. Uh, It's going to be, it's going to be good shit, man. Oh, I'm, 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 the never open weight championship never disappoints, which no, not, no pun never. intended, never, never. Uh, and it's, it's a fun belt because anyone, anyone could try it at any time and you can get some really cool matches. And this is going to be one, no exception Two beefy boys slapping meat. And I, I don't know who's going to come out on top. I think we're all just going to win in the end. This is going to be a great, like palate cleanser match in between some, big tag matches and junior heavyweight championship matches that you're going to put in the middle that uh, it's funny because you could say in some other promotions, you could say it's almost like a filler episode, like a filler episode match, a popcorn no. match, but no, no, no. even in New Japan, good. in New Japan, there's no such thing as that in New Japan. They have stories, they have builds, they have character, they have this. And in this, this type of match, it's not going to be a hardcore match, but oh, geez, you're going to get the medical staff halfway through. Like, there, someone's potatoes will be thrown. It's going to be great. The the strong style will be strong with these two. Oh, so good, so 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 good. Uh, yes, yes. Uh, speaking of matches that are going to be so good, uh, we will get to the junior heavyweight tag team championship match in a minute. But another singles match. This this is like straight up grudge match. Yeah, e- yeah. Evil versus Sonata. Everything's evil versus the cold skull Sonata. It's going to be good. I've wanted to see these two rip the crap out of each other for over a year. Uh, 
I don't know, man. It, I, I think this is, this is a sleeper match of the night. This could be easily. Sonata is one of those guys that doesn't have a bad match, and then Evil is equally as good, if not better. In his and they were work. such a and they were such a good tag team. Yeah, so there's some matches like you'll see tag teams blow up and have the the mega powers explode type of matches, and half of them just fall flat and you're like this was crap i don't care like road dog versus billy gun who booked this crap but at the other side of the thing you have you would have like matt hardy and jeff hardy who booked this crap you're like that should have been great that was still terrible and then you have stuff where you had like roman reigns versus seth rollins and you're like oh this is pretty good these guys can go that's 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 fun and then you had of course you know hogan versus savage phenomenal talent going at each other this match here i think falls more in line with the roman reigns seth rollins tier of two guys who are in their prime who have so much history with one another that know each other so well that could tell such a great story in the ring, being able to get a great piece of of time out, <clears throat> carved out for them to tell a great story in front of an audience that are just very invested in what has gone on with the former the former member of LIJ, who's now Bullet Club, and seeing him go against his former tag team champion winning partner. In like you said, a grudge match for twenty to end twenty twenty to start up twenty twenty one with the uh, to squash this beef that's been brewing. It's gonna be a, a a slobber knocker and a half to say the least. Right. Yeah. Like I said, I think it's gonna be sleeper match of the night. Uh, definitely do not sleep on this one. Uh, both guys. Even know though it's each gonna other's... be hell late at night. I get yeah. it. I yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or watching on tape delay like oh, I'm going yeah. to and avoid the internet for a day. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's going to be difficult. But uh, but but I'm going to do it, damn it. Um Yeah, I, I like I really really liked this tag team. So watching them go after each other, it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. But speaking of tag teams, uh the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team Championship is going to be on the line. It is going to be Suzuki Goon uh, which is El Desperado and Yoshinobu Kanemaru defending against one or eight, which is my boy Ryosuke Taguchi and Master Wado. I like Ryosuke Taguchi. He's good people. Uh, yeah, Taguchi Japan in general has been a great, a great, like, not stable, stable. Like, they've been a stable, but they're like this kind of meandering middle ground stable. They've never really hit the highs of the other ones, but they've always been there in the hunt. And seeing uh, one or eight showing up, coming up to the plate and saying, you know what, we're going to take the belts. Uh, I, I don't know how many times Taguchi has been champion. I'm trying to like sneakily look up his history here with, with championships. But let's see, he's been the junior heavyweight champion a couple times. He's had the tag team title six times before uh, with El Samurai, Prince Devitt, and Ricochet. So it's been a hot minute since he's had some gold. Yeah. He's due. He's definitely put in the work. If you've actually watched, this is funny, I saw this on Twitter. Um, they're having some sort of like bodybuilding competition. And uh, God bless Taguchi submitting his work. Uh- <laughs> oh, that, that's the new that's the new Japan concorso. 
That's what it uh, was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're doing, they're doing it for a second year th- uh, this year. So, he tried it, last year too. And people are riffing on him, and it's like, God bless him. He's got, he's got some balls to go out there and do it. Right. Yeah. It's pr- pretty, pretty funny, but uh, he, he's got kind of the who's who of members of, uh, of Taguchi Japan. Uh, he, he has a, uh, David Finlay, Togi Makabe, Hiroshi Tanahashi, for the record, which is cool. Yeah. Uh, Master Wado, Hiroshi Tenzin, Juice Robinson, Toru Yano, your boy, Kota, Kota Ibushi, and Satoshi Kojima. Look at that. Look at that group of, of the super best friends over here. Like it, It's kind of a who's who, who's who that wasn't in any other stable in New Japan. Seriously. Yeah. It's the other, like when you went to go play, uh, what was it? WWE No Mercy or or WCWIWO Revenge, and you had to go through the tabs of, of of fighters, and each one had a faction tab you had to go under. But when you get to like the ninth or tenth tab, it's just other or etc. That's this faction right here. Yeah. But you, yeah. you and and it's not the crap pile. That's the best part. It's not a pile of crap of like oh we no, have they're, you know they're cool. Yeah, like oh crap, we got these people that have generic names we don't know it's it's a cool faction i would i would roll with these guys i would roll deep with these guys down in the uh was it the the akabara district over there so yeah yeah so this will be a good match to uh riesco to gucci uh the i hate to say it this way the elder statesman of the group kind of knows what's going on uh it's gonna be good um so i'm looking forward to it uh, and then, of course, the match that'll close out the night, it'll be whomever wins, either Naito or Ibushi taking on Jay White. Um, I still think I still think it's you're thinking it's one way. I think it's one of two ways. Yes, I've already um, said my way. So what's what's your your my, my other it? way? One, yeah. one of two ways. Net, net, uh, Tetsuya Naito wins both matches mm-hmm. uh, or Tetsuya Naito wins night one, but loses night two. And okay. Jay and Jay White is at top of the mountain again, because then that puts more dissension into uh, uh, Bullet Club because of Evil having previously won the title earlier this year. So, yeah. so, so something to think about. Uh, I could not disagree. I couldn't argue against it as as an idea. Mine is much more conspiracy. I'd say mine is the least likely to happen. Right. Honestly, out of the three options we're given, Ibushi, White, or Naito. Abushi is definitely my third place pick, but it has the biggest implications for worldwide conspiracy. But I would I would lean toward Jay White being slightly more favored than Naito, and yeah, like you said, because of the storyline implications. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they went that route. I'm not, um, you know, I'm not a hundred percent, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure on what they're going to do. Uh, but, but I'm gonna Jay enjoy... put in the work. He's been yeah, putting in the yeah, work. I... He's been hustling. The the knife pervert himself has been kind of switchblade. The, it, the right. knife the knife pervert. He sold those shirts. Do you remember you saw those shirts that knife pervert on it? And people were like who the hell would buy this shirt and then wear it? And you're like in Japan, you can get away with it. Yeah. Um but not in the states no, <laughs> at all. Oh, God bless Japan. But <laughs> Jay White, after he got his beard and now he's gone through his. Uh, his Trent Reznor phase, he really <laughs> is. Um, he's he's at the top of his game to the point where he's one of the faces in New Japan. I think it's very telling when Fire Fire Pro Wrestling World came out, 
and they had the New Japan pack. And on it, they had six, I think it was six faces on their, their selling point for it. And one of the top guys on that list was Jay White. Yeah. And Jay White came out of nowhere from the young Lions. He's a New Zealand, right? He's a yep. New Zealander. Yep. He's a Kiwi. He's, Is that what they are? He's a Kiwi. He's a Kiwi. He's a Kiwi. And an outsider that has really taken a shine to Japan. And the crowd, he's he's really good at playing with the crowd's emotions and getting them to hate him. He's yeah. good at what he does as a heel. Yeah, and, and, he, and he's a guy... He's a guy that I'd like to see mix it up in WWE, but if he never comes to never comes stateside, he never comes stateside. I think there's he's a few get, people I, like that, yeah. You, where he, you can say they don't need WWE. Jay White does not need WWE. No, no, and, and I I wouldn't want to see him going into this WWE. May, you know, maybe yeah. five, six, seven years from now, sure, but right now, no. No, I, I he doesn't need that. He doesn't need AEW. He doesn't need no. to be in America. He's a very charismatic Japanese style wrestler and he brings that sort of energy to his matches and it's like I said before his match with Tanahashi that wasn't that great and we were wondering oh this is this is your champion (laughs) this is the guy uh he's proved the haters wrong with his actions and becoming better and not letting the the dissension get to him and rising above it and this is, I think this would be a great payoff for him to finally win the title at, at Wrestle Kingdom, the, the unified title rather, at Wrestle Kingdom in, in a spot where it's not just a transitional title. It would not be a transitional championship. Um, it would be a solid run for him into 2021, yeah. hypothetically, if he were to take it. But Naito winning the whole thing is completely possible too. Because he has definitely put in the work much longer and been through a lot more shit than the other people combined. Uh, especially with his his on and off again relationship with the fans and his excursion to Mexico coming back and coming back as a new man and shit. He's been through a lot. Like you could you could have a whole documentary just on the story Naito and having him being at the top of the game here it's been a long time coming for a lot of Naito fans. And seeing him keep the belt and keep going into 2021 would be equally as impressive and compelling. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. But uh, we'll we'll find out. I, I'm I'm excited to see Wrestle Kingdom get back uh, caught up with New Japan and just kind of enjoy everything. So if you've got no, if you've got nothing else to say, I've got nothing else to add to this. Uh, uh, nothing, nothing more. I'll just say to wrap this up with a little bow is fuck 2020 and hopefully 2021 is better. But the one constant that's been a great, strong, uh, piece of happiness, a good, a good feel good thing has been pro wrestling. Pro wrestling has exactly. been with our lives, been, been with my life since, uh, since I was born and having pro wrestling still being this good and this fun to watch during these very uh, tumultuous times uh, is, is really fun. And having a night like this, these two nights with the Wrestle Kingdom, it's, it's going to be something that everyone's going to enjoy. If, you have, if you're just a casual observer of wrestling and you've just stumbled across, across this podcast and you're very curious about what it's like, go into it, turn your brain off, 
actually turn yeah. it on a little bit because it is it is more intelligent than say watching WWE or most like Western products. But uh, have a good time with what is essentially live action anime to a T. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty and much. it's 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 fun. It's a very fun show, and you're gonna go out with it with a bang. And 2021 is gonna be fucking awesome because of it. Exactly. Exactly. And on that note, we're going to sign off. This is our first podcast for 21. Uh, We will be back at you real soon uh, talking more wrestling. But until then, for Matt, I am Josh. This has been the 685. Until next time, take it easy. Whoop, whoop. You've been listening to the 685, an elder millennials podcast. Find this podcast on Twitter at the 685 pod. Please follow this podcast by subscribing to the Elder Millennials on your podcast service of choice. You can also find this podcast on anchor.fm. You can also find us online via Twitter and Instagram at Elder Mill Pod or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Elder Mill Pod. On behalf of all of us here at the Elder Millennials, we'd like to thank you for listening to the podcast. We'll catch you soon. Goodbye, everyone.